This is a HeadGum Podcast. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Can I get that chong? Can I get that rummy? Can I get that coke? Can I get that honey? Can I get that margarita on the rah, 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 rocks? Can I get that soda on the rim, 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 rim? Trey! I was like, yo, Trey, do you think you could buy me a bottle of rosé? Okay, let's get it now. (laughs) (laughs) That is an excerpt from the song Bottoms Up by Trey Songs featuring Ms. Nicki Minaj. Ms. Nicki herself. Now you're wondering, what year is it that we're listening to Bottoms Up? Well, I'll tell you, the year is 2010. And in order for us to, you know, go back into the 2010 times, at this point, 13 years ago... Um, we're gonna. I'm gonna list to you the top reality television shows of the year 2010. Okay, according to my phone, um, Real Housewives is coming up. Okay, I guess Real Housewives was popular in 2010. 2010. I feel like that was probably when it first started. Probably. Basketball Wives, also popular in 2010. Undercover Boss, which I remember I loved. Do you remember this I've show? I've never heard of Undercover Boss. It's when your boss would dress up as an employee of their own company. That needs to come back ASAP. And then they'd go in and they'd be like, if you were like working, say you were working in like a car factory and you're like on the line, then they'd be like, so like, what do you think of... Jessica, you know, like trying to get dirt on themselves. <laughs> the dirt, that's a fucking great reality I show. I know, it's really like, good. And also their like disguises were so schlocky. It would literally be like a Columbo mustache. And it's giving spirit Halloween. Yeah, it's really, it's giving no budget. I love, it's giving no budget. It's giving no budget. Um, okay, Wow, Jerseylicious came out in 2010. Okay, I fucking love that show. Olivia, she still follows me on Instagram. I'm obsessed with it. Jerseylicious. I forgot about this show. Tracy and Olivia, they're like doing people's hair. They're like spritzing. And then they like have this It was this on feud. for six seasons. Six seasons? Yes. Work, bitch. Real Friends Truly. of Weehaw has a really big future in that case. Oh my God, you know what came out for one season in 2010? Pretty Wild. The fact that that, I have chills. I have chills. Wait, do you know what I just found out about that show? Is that if you remember the first episode when the cops knock on the door, Mm -hmm. that was actually production. The cops, they reenacted (laughs) and they all admitted they reenacted that scene and it was the production and that's why they're like, camera's down. It's the NY, it's the LAPD. And like that wasn't even real. That was actually so funny. It was like some like PA that was like literally wear a cop costume. Yes. That's so funny. Um, the last three that I'm going to list because I think they're really funny. One is Bethany getting married, her wedding spinoff. Manifesting. There's no reason why that would come up unless, <laughs> you know. Bethany getting married. Then Harry loves Lisa. 
for all my Lisa Rinna fans Wait, out what? there. What? That I've never. How did I not know about One this? One season. It was on in 2010. On um, wow. And then a show that I did watch was The Real L Word. Do you remember this? No. Three seasons. Yep. I have a lot of catching up to do tonight. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm literally going to watch all of these, especially Harry Loves Lisa. Well, where, you know, where were we when Harry Loves Lisa was popping off? We're in Fairfax Station, Virginia, and we are Joey Zazig. I can't even believe it, honey. Joey Zazig in 2010 was scary. No. uh, But exciting. I think really exciting. Like, just to, you know, paint the picture for us. I got to know, like, who, because I, I've known you for years. Now, years, years upon years, and I've seen you flourish and grow into the person that I always knew you were destined to be. Yeah, and you always believed in me. I always believed in you, and I feel like you cannot have been that different in high school. I so paint the picture for me as to who you were in high school, like freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, senior year. What was your high school like, etc. Well, okay, so I got kicked out of um, Catholic school on purpose by stealing a Gatorade because I just wasn't comfortable. And I was what do you const- mean by stealing a Gatorade? <laughs> My parents wouldn't let me leave, and I was like, I'm being really made fun of here. Like, I'm no one's accepting me in this Catholic school, not even the, like, headmaster. Like, they did not want Joey Gay to come out the closet. So I right. was like... Well, how am I going to get out of here? Because my parents won't let me leave. So the only thing to do was to steal a Gatorade in front of the headmaster. And guess what I did? I stole the Gatorade and they asked me to leave. And I went to the school I wanted to go to, which was Robinson Secondary School, which was nine through. No, it was seven through 12. Mm. So I had a short blimp. I did seventh, eighth grade Robinson, ninth and half of 10th grade Paul the Sixth Catholic High School. Ew, Paul was, the Sixth. Honey, the boys there, you know who you are that made fun of me. Where are you at? Yeah, I was going to say, where are they where now? Where are you at? Where are they now? I don't even want to know. But, you know, that was, was like that a good... Give, was that uniform? It was uniform, which was in a way easier and kind of nicer because, like, I was so ready to, like, express myself with my outfits. But, like, I didn't really know what that meant. Right. So when you asked me, cut to, to senior year, I have this vision of myself <laughs> and, like, these, like, light-colored, like, jeans from, I think they were, like, Old Navy mm. with, like, a teal tank top from American Apparel <laughs> and teal like fake bootleg converse I got from like ASOS and that was kind of like my go-to look I thought I was so great I was like, like pop of color shirt to match the pop of color shoe yes. with the neutral pants that was like the I think that was like my coming out outfit mm-hmm. like that's what I see for myself I came out 11th grade going into senior year and that was like my go-to and I had every color in that motherfucking American Apparel tank top bitch <laughs> like you better believe that like that was my look so I don't know like I was just the outfits kind of inspired me to be who I am and like you asked me if I was the same person and I think like the charismatic Joey always existed mm-hmm. but the insecure Joey that still does exist today was just so much more prominent back right. then like I just wanted to be accepted and loved at I the end of the know. day so I was just trying to do the fucking absolute most. Yeah. I still do the absolute most. But like, <laughs> I think back then I was just like, I was trying real hard. Oh, yeah. Um, To be someone that I wasn't, but that I became. Yes. I, I know that feeling. That's a very teenage, fe- teenage feeling. Because yeah. when you're a teenager, you are truly just like flying what is that saying? Flying by the seed of your pants? Seed? Flying by the seal of your ass. Seed. 
L- ass. Yes. You're flying by your ass. Fly, fly, flying by your ass. <laughs> yeah, when you're a teen, you're flying, flying by, by the your, tip of my ass. Yeah, you're flying by the tip of your ass. You are. You don't yes. know where you're going or what you're doing. But I knew the one thing I knew, like I wanted to make it. Like I was like, I want to be in New York in fashion. Little do they know fashion don't pay much, honey. So I was like, <laughs> I want to be in fashion. I want to be like, um, like I didn't really know what I wanted to be, but I kind of just knew I wanted to be a star. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, for some reason, I was like, it's going to start with fashion. I mean, th- I think that that's also like a really um, juvenile, like sweet thing where you're like, I want to be chic. I want to be seen. Yep. I want to be different. And like, what are ways of differentiating ourselves? How we dress. Exactly. So of course, it's like, I'm going to go and I'm going to be a star beca- and I'm going to be a fashion star. Yeah. And I think too, like... You know, I always wanted to be like now I can admit it because I'm more secure in myself. Yeah, but like I always wanted to be an actor at, or and an entertainer and I always wanted to do that. But I remember well, you are. I I am, but I remember being you in high school getting rejected so many times that I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to be an artist cuz like that was still a way for me to differentiate myself, but like not be so vulnerable as to get rejected by like my desire to be a performer. Yeah, that's kind of like I get that. You like put one thing on the back burner to be like, I can do it a different way. Yeah. Like it, it, that's not gonna happen, but I have like that backup plan. We all go through those things in our heads, you know? Yes. And like senior year was like really transformative too, because I was like finding myself and like I still have that mentality of who I am today when I was in senior year because I came out summer going into senior year. How did and you I was come like, out? I just kind of, I remember, this is really dramatic, but I'm still dramatic. Um, It was like at a birthday dinner with my family. I just remember like the feeling of sitting with like my stepmom and my dad and my step-siblings. And I was just like, this is not me. Because I was popping my pussy in D.C. Mm. like on the side and no one knew it. I was going to D.C. every weekend instead of high school parties. And like I sat at that table and I was like, I don't feel like I'm being myself right now. How did they not know that you were going into D.C. and like... Because I would just be like, I'm sleeping at this person's house or I'm going to... I think they had like a little bit of an idea. Would you stay with Eric? Yeah, I'd stay at Eric Best apartment. Thank God one of my friends who was my age had an apartment in the city. So, and then they met Eric and they, I was just like, I'm staying at Eric's house. They didn't know what Eric's house meant. Right. So they just like, you know, it just worked. But then that moment I was like, I don't feel like I'm being myself and it doesn't feel good to not be myself around my family. And I left that dinner bawling my eyes out, cried. My mom was like, mom, like I'm bisexual. She's like, you're gay. And we know. <laughs> and we love you. And I was like, no, but I think I'm bi. I think I'm bi. Because I still will hook up with a girl to this day. But like, <laughs> but that's the culture. You can't really tell people you're bi because everyone's like, you're because of how flamboyant. Like I'm definitely gay, but like, I don't think girls are disgusted. Like, I don't think vaginas are like so out of the box. No pun intended. Like, I think that I would still totally do that. But my mom was like, no, you're gay. We kind of knew. And I was like, don't tell dad. Don't tell dad. Week later, I'm like, dad, I have something to tell you. He's like, you're gay. No, your mom told me. I was like, very anticlimactic coming out story. But it was for me like a weight off my shoulders. Yeah. And then senior year, when I was more comfortable in my high school, because I was always so insecure, I became the head of the fashion show. Like, I was in DECA, which is, like, something of... I have no idea. What does DECA stand for? <laughs> Do you guys remember DECA? What's like, DECA? D-E-C-A? DECA. What does it stand for? It was very prominent in senior year Should in Virginia. Should I Google it? What is DECA? In Fairfax, on. Virginia, Robinson. DECA? DECA Fairfax. 
Distributive Education Clubs of America. Okay. Is that it? Period. Yeah, that probably is it. Okay, well, maybe yeah, I'll just... Twitter of Fairfax High School DECA. <sighs> Yeah, Virginia DECA is proud to serve the students, advisors, and business community of the Commonwealth. DECA prepares emerging leaders and entrepreneurs in in something, something, something. Reach your peak with DECA. So I think I reached my peak with DECA. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, like, when I became the head of the fashion show, thank you, DECA, Mm -hmm. it was, like, my moment to be like, oh, I'm going to do this damn thing, and I'm going to do it. It was, like, a board game theme. Okay, I was going to say, when you say (laughs) head of fashion show, also, you really just remember, you reminded me that in my senior year of high school, I bought a pair of Monopoly Reeboks that I thought were, like, the coolest (laughs) shoes I ever had in my life. Shut up. This just came flooding back into my brain. That was a repressed memory that, like, wanted to stay away, but the... You well, you're really... not getting away from those clue shoes, bitch, no, or whatever. I'm not. My thing was clues, so it's like it was board games, which is crazy that that was your memory, and this is the theme of the fucking fashion show. And then, okay, so it's clue, and then what? It's clue. I don't know. I did the damn thing and dressed up these girls in like Jessica McClintock dresses <laughs> from Tyson's <laughs> Corner. Wait, what? We like bought and returned. Like, I don't know. It was like a mess, Wait, but it was a success. You, you went to Tyson's, which for those that are unfamiliar with Northern Virginia, Tyson's is like the mall. Tyson's has oh, yeah. all the design. Tyson's too, obviously. Oh, we love but a gallery. Above they me. have all of the designer stores. They had Neiman Marcus. They had all of it. Oh, yeah. So you were going to the mall and buying the looks and then returning them. Oh, yeah. I, I did full-on Jessica McClintock prom dresses and put those poor girls to walk down the high school runway in. Did you make the girls audition? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I held an audition in the fashion marketing things. It was Miss Hinkhouse. She still follows me. She'll remember this. <laughs> I, like, hand-picked those models. Laura, as good I remember, was, like, my assistant on the thing. <laughs> and I put her through the ringer, okay? I was like, I was like, you go to Jessica McClintock and you get those five gowns for these girls. I need a size six, a size 12, and a size eight. <laughs> Whose credit card did you put it on? I think I stole my mom's like debit card. She found out eventually. She was like, what are these Jessica McClintock? On charge, on charge. I was like, don't worry, it's going to go back on the card, I promise. That's a good question. I think I filled up like my gas tank too. I was like, this is an opportunity. Like it was, you know, times were tough senior year. I mean, stealing your mom's debit card to buy Jessica McClintock dresses for the fashion show that's clue themed. There was a lot going on. Was there Miss Plum? Oh, bitch, there was Miss Plum. So I think I'm going to send you guys. My mom just sent me a disc of the fashion show, and I've yet to watch it because I can't buy the disc player. I'm going to have to send you guys a little clip. Please. Because I think that would be hilarious. I think that's really good. I still have it in a box. I'm going to pop it in today. Please do. For the first time. So outside of DECA. (laughs) We love DECA. Did you play sports? Uh, Because I feel like you probably had so much pressure on you to play sports because you're tall. I did. Like, and my dad was such a big basketball player. So my parents were just trying whatever they damn could. Also, I had a lot of girlfriends, and my parents kind of like didn't love the idea of me only having girlfriends. Mm. They, they tried to push me into like every sport just to try and get me to have more guy friends. But the reason why, like, 
So basketball was like big for me. And the reason why I didn't stick with it is because like when we it would come time to go in the locker rooms, I felt so uncomfortable around all those guys. Like, because yeah. I've always been kind of flamboyant and charismatic. And like guys, like when you're growing up, they don't understand that. Yeah. They just like label you as gay. The second that people figured out what gay was, like that was me. Yeah. People were just like, oh, you're gay, you're gay, you're gay, your voice. So I did that. Volleyball I loved, but, like, same thing. Like, even though all those guys are fucking gay in volleyball, period. Sorry, (laughs) volleyball guys. Sorry, they are. All of them still to this day. Um, But, like, you know, that I I just never felt comfortable to play sports. Yeah. And that's the truth. I don't think I've ever said that, but, like, that's why I just didn't feel comfortable. I'm sure a lot of gay people can, you know, a lot of gay guys can kind of, like, relate to that just because, like, we didn't. You know, when you know you're gay and, like, people already think, it just didn't feel comfortable. Yeah. But I think a lot of gay, a lot of guys that I knew that came out afterward did play sports because it kind of masks. Right. You know, I wanted to be in drama, bitch. Yeah. But I didn't feel comfortable to do, like, a monologue or a skit. So, right. like, that was, that was hard for me. And my parents were kind of like, why don't you want to do sports? Like, that was probably the first giveaway. Right. Because I was, like, really theatrical. But also, I don't know. There's something that feels, because I was not a sports girl. And there's something that feels very primal and vulnerable about locker rooms. Yeah, no, that's what it, exactly. Like, it just felt, I felt vulnerable. I felt uncomfortable. And I, I don't know, like, I wasn't down to look at people's dicks at that point. I wasn't, like, comfortable yet. I was like, why do I want to Well, because if you were to look at someone's dick, too, like, you, people would catch you. Oh, yeah. And that's scary. Oh, yeah, unless it's not, unless they wanted it. And that was, like, a really hot hookup story. (laughs) I love, like, a locker room, public. Like, I mean, I lost my virginity at the Green Thumb in the Hamptons, which is, like, a nursery. (laughs) Wait, you mean mean a flower nursery? Oh, like, a flower nursery. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. like, literally, it's called the Green Thumb, bitch. I got the green thumb. How old were you? Um, wait, that's not where I lost my virginity. That's just the craziest sex story I've had. But like, <laughs> I don't even remember how. I, oh, I do remember my. I remember how I lost my virginity. We'll go back to that. But I did have sex with the green thumb in the Hamptons. That should be known. Uh, like, but that should be known. Yeah. Um, because everyone passes it when they're on the way there. And just know so you'll that never if you're see on Montauk it. Highway. I was in the back of the green thumb getting yeah. stuffed, Tinny. Um, actually, I was doing the stuffing. Um, no, I lost my virginity. Like. Guy virginity. Mm. Um, on the floor of this like really hot guy that was like in college at George Mason at the time, which mm. is like for you guys that don't know, it's like the nice local college. It's not a community college. One step up. He lived at home and we were on the floor and his mom was on Ambien and came in and I was like riding the dick like a BMX and she came in and she's like on Ambien. She's like, Where am I? And I remember like she Wait, like, hit she her said, head. Where am I? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Wait, so you were it was on trippy. top of this of this on the floor of his bedroom. And his mom walked in and said, Where am I? She was like, Where am I? What's going on? I was like, Oh my God, this is he was like, She's on Ambient. I was like, What is Ambient? I had no idea what Ambient was at the How'd time. How'd you meet this guy? Um, he was in my sister's grade and he would like come over and they were kind of friends. And then he like came out and he was like the only gay guy I wanted. And so I Facebook messaged him mm. and I was like, Hey, like I've been like kind of having these feelings. I've been kind of, he was like, so you want to like try it for the first? It was kind of hot when I think about it. Like we were like having this really like, like undisclosed conversation on Facebook without really saying it. Yeah. He's like, you should come over. And next thing I know, <laughs> I'm getting spread open by Brian. Oh my God, I can't. Should I say his name? I don't really care. <laughs> we're going to bleep it. Um, he was hot. Like, so I was like, this is hot. 
And then after that, it was just kind of like smooth sailing. Yeah. I was like popping my pussy all over DC. But what happened with the mom on Ambien? I don't remember, but she still follows me on Instagram. So like, and I did, <laughs> I did do a YouTube video about this and she came for me. She's like, I remember that. I was like, do you? Cause I, re- she like hit her head on something. It was like a whole thing. Like she hit her head she's like, where on am something? I? What are the things I remember about my losing my virginity? The mom on Ambien hitting my head, her hitting her head on like the door. Her being like, get the fuck out. Or like someone, I don't think she told me to get the fuck out. I think she told him to get the fuck out. Like all her true feelings about him living at home while he was in college. A lot were exposed. Everything was exposed. So it was a it was a traumatic night for me. But I was living for the drama. I was, I mean, still chomping like, at the bit for the damn stuff. I was living for it. I love that. And I think I couldn't have asked for a better experience. <laughs> Cut to I'm getting fucked in the back of a green thumb in the Hamptons. So. Um, were you, were the, was your high school like clicky? Yeah, I think it was clicky. Not like I think like traditional clicky, but there was definitely like the jocks and the cheerleaders right. and the like tennis people and like. The, the tennis like, people. You never hear about the tennis people. Well, they're all gay now and I'm just going yeah. <laughs> no of course the tennis Joey's guys. like the tennis people are gay the volleyball people are gay the DECA people are gay <laughs> oh my god the DECA people are totally gay <laughs> but yeah like there was definitely clicks I was kind of like a floater like mm. I felt like um, the most successful people are floaters yeah I you wasn't you have to appeal to everyone yeah I wasn't like friends with a certain group but I tried really hard to be friends with like you know how, like, girls, I don't know if, like, any girls, like, can relate to this, but, like, girls would, like, change. Like, they could not be so popular. Like, I was friends with, like, the really pretty girls that weren't that popular. And then as we got older, they would kind of become popular. But yeah. they were kind of, like, too cool. But I always experienced, like, my girlfriends would, like, in front of, like, the jocks would treat me completely differently because I was mm. gay. And, like, those girls aren't my friends anymore. But, like, I would always be, like, just happy to be friends with them. Right. So I would try and, like, hang on to that for dear life. But in front of them, like, get away from me, faggot. And then behind my back, they'd be like, like, the gay guys would always call me faggot in the in the hallways. And they would just kind of stand there. And I'm like, why is no one standing up for me? And it was sad. But for some reason, I just wanted to be friends with those girls. And, like, I wasn't allowed to go to certain parties because they'd be like, well, Ryan's having a party at his house. But um, I think it's just, like, a few people. Like, and I knew what was going on. So that was hurtful. But then I had, like, my ride-or-die girlies that were, like, cool, too cool for school, but, like, losers, but, like, not losers, but, like... No, but people, probably, like, people like me. Like, yeah, like, what were you like? Did you, like... I was a floater, but I also was, like, never really fully in the popular clique. And then by the time that they, like, wanted to fuck with me, I was like, no, too little too late, honey. Like, you could have had this and I was giving it to you, and now I'm not. Yes, Hundred percent nail pin the tail on the donkey's ass. Yeah. So yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. pinning the tail on the donkey's ass. Is that what it is? It is. Yeah. And so, that's yeah. It was very that. I just remember, yeah, when you like wouldn't get invited to some parties, or when you would like find out later on. Uh, that's like the wrenched. worst. It's just like tell me. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Like that's how I always was. I always I'm the same. I was like just tell me that we're not. They don't want me there because I'm gay. So, you know, they're lost. I was quite the life of the party. I was going to say life of the goddamn party. What they don't know is that Joey is the life of the party. I still am today. And that's why I was like, fuck it. I'll go to D.C. So I started going to the gay clubs in D.C. in high school. Did you have a fake ID? Oh, I had like five fake IDs. Where did you get them? I would use like 
the guy who I was riding his dick on the phone yeah. with the mom Ambient. Yeah. I took his ID. He like gave it to his me his old ID, which of... scanned at the ABC stores. So I had the balls in high school. I'm gonna get like arrested for saying this. I had to go into the ABC store and have ID. I was like one of the only seniors or juniors who had an ID that scanned at the liquor store. I, I had my sister's ID and I was the same. I was yeah. the only one so that So I would just scanned. go and pick up bottles. I had never, I didn't have to just go to the grocery stores. Uh, we're gonna get into what bottles those were after this little break. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. What was your drink of choice in high school? Uh, So when did you start drinking? I started drinking really early on. Like, I think I was, I must have been like, it was seventh grade for sure. Yeah. But hypnotic like, for me. Oh my that god, was like my, my first thing. Hypnotic. Dude, my nanny got fired at the time because my mom went away and she bought me hypnotic and I brought it to like school in my backpack. I didn't get in trouble at school, but I was like, guys, I got hypnotic. Amy and Amy. Okay, wait. Just picture this, guys. <laughs> Amy drove like a Jeep Cherokee from like. 1990 yes. and we're driving to school and I swear to God she was listening to Peaches and we're driving to school sucking on my titties like you wanted me calling me <laughs> I was in the back chugging hypnotic and she was like listening to that song on the way like but so you I were got- drinking hypnotic before school yes <laughs> like my mom was out of town so we would have like parties and like it was just bad That's but like so I was funny. a horrible kid in high school and like middle school so like I think I started drinking like eighth grade and I just kept drinking, honey. Yeah. I like lived for it. I thought it made me cool. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I lived for it. Hypnotic. I mean, let's be honest. It did make you cool. It did. Yes. And I would like try, my mom would go out of town all the time. My parents were divorced. So I would always like have people over yeah. all the time. And so did my sister. My sister was two grades above me. So like, and my sister was through and through the popular girl. Yeah. Hottest. Everyone wanted. So like, you know, people were nicer to me. Because, because of, of her. That, I think so. What were you like? It's when I think about being a teenager and like going to the liquor store. To me, the people that worked there like had to know that you were a teen simply based on what you were purchasing. Like yeah. now I would never go to the liquor store and buy like pinnacle birthday cake. I would never go to the liquor store and buy. I went through this phase of buying oh, Smirnoff cranberry. I used to. I used to. Get smear smear off cranberry and mix it with cranberry juice, and 
get fully blackout on that. That sounds like I'm going to like puke everywhere. And then like people get like 99 bananas and like. Oh, I used to fuck with that. I'm like, let's get fucked up. I was like Malibu. on a mission. When I was drinking, I was going to blackout. Like yeah. there was no, there was nothing else that mattered except like I needed to blackout. So I was all on the 99 bananas, 99 blueberries. All of that. But then I got alcohol poisoning one time on Pinnacle whipped cream. So I can't even, and my mom found me. I had to go to the hospital and get my stomach pump. And I worked at Wegmans at the time, and my parents made me go to work the next day. And everything I would eat would just taste like tar because they pump your stomach with tar. Oh, with with charcoal. Yeah, with charcoal. It was awful. It was the, yeah. I still drank that weekend, too, but I just didn't drink <laughs> Pinnacle ever again. It didn't teach me. I had a stretcher. I literally left my house. Ambulance, the whole thing. Oh, my God. It was awful. And then I also, before that, before I blacked out, I was telling you, I also projectile vomited in the talk about parking lot. Pinnacle and I were just not friends. A match made in heaven. We were not. Like, you know, I love this Smirnoff. But I got classy pretty quick going to D.C., you know? Like, yeah. I was like, kind of like, ooh, there's Grey Goose. Like, I was going to say, I was going to say, it's like, I'll have Absolute. Oh, go. yeah. Absolute popped it up. What's funny is I got into this big Absolute phase and then cut two. I did like a huge, my biggest campaign to date with Absolute for Pride. So I was like, this is a total 360. I mean, they had the most iconic ads. Outside of Got Milk, I would say Absolute was number two. Got Milk, Absolute. You like, know? It's, it's really good. Um. <gasps> Knock, knock, knock. Is that a knock on the door that I hear? Why, yes, it is. Welcome to the high school guidance counselor's office. Oh, God. I'm your high school guidance counselor. I wish. I wish, too. <laughs> well, for this moment, I will be. Okay, be my high school guidance counselor. You don't want to deal with me in high school. <laughs> I open the door and I say, huh, Joey, you again. What brings you in today? <laughs> <laughs> There's a multitude of damn things it could be. So well, in this one, I have D's and F's, and I'm really trying to get them higher because my parents are really upset with me. But I don't really want to go to class. <laughs> so teach me how we can do this without me like going to class and still getting good grades. Two words for you: spark notes. Ooh. <laughs> Did you use spark notes? Of course, I used spark yeah. notes. It's how I got through fucking high school. I never read the damn books. No, of course not. I hated reading. Like it's really bad. I'm just going to admit that here, and I hope people don't hate me. I'm trying to read more, but I hated reading in in high school. I don't know why, but. It's, it's, I learned to love it. I also hated reading in high school. Like, it just wasn't I, my thing. Reading in high school, I was like, really? And in hindsight, they would be like, you need to read three chapters. And in hindsight, it was like, I remember thinking to myself, 40 pages? I need to read 40 pages? Like, and I remember being like, what the fuck is wrong with these teachers? They're Me too. sick. <laughs> like, Me too. They're sick. Sick. I like and, they're torturing us. Like yeah. fuck, Miss Carson. And like, now I laugh at myself because if I'm actually enjoying a book, I read. I can read like eighty pages in a day. I can read. Like, yeah, I read ball. a book on a beach. The whole yeah. thing. Like you can just go. Yeah. But like back then, I was like, "This is painful." I'm like, "Fuck to kill a mockingbird." Yeah. And like, <laughs> like the pig book. What's the pig? The, the flies. Pink book. The fly. The Lord pigs, of the flies. Lord of the flies. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna be honest. I I always fake read that, and I would like copy of some. I was just like, I don't feel like. I, I was tell very you, social. I didn't feel like same. doing the work. I just wanted to be like with my friends. Buzzing and like around. Popping around, popping my pussy, like listening to Bottoms Up and Nikki. Yes. Like, you know, like. Ugh, Two peas of the pod. I, Seriously. There are books that I will admit now I never read. I never read of Mice and Men. I oh, never read. Um, ooh, I never read. Honestly, I never read Beloved. Uh, the Toni Morrison book. 
Never heard of that. Really? What high school did you go to? Georgetown Day. I never read. That sounds advanced. Uh, To be honest, I never really read The Great Gatsby. Like, I kind of just, like, <sighs> p- poked around. I did read Catcher in the Rye, and I loved that book. I couldn't get into that. I didn't read, oh. I don't even remember how. I know. Now that you say that it sparks these memories of all these, like, fucking reading assignments that I never did, and now I'm like, oh, my God, like, I didn't read any of these books. It's bad. I saw The Great Gatsby, though. It's like, why do you have to read the book? You're going to get the gist. Yeah, well, so with Leonardo DiCaprio. It's good. Like, I want to watch. <laughs> You know, like it's it's not good anyway. But in this segment of the podcast, you get to air any grievances of your high school past. You get to say fuck you to whoever you want or apologize to whoever you want. Now we get to rectify any sort of, you know, wrongdoing of high school of high school. Your well, I'm going to start. I'm going to start. Yeah. High school. Your. Yeah. I'm going to start here because I've never ever done this and everything, every interview I've done and anything like that about high school has always been about how I felt bullied because I was really severely bullied. But mm-hmm. I want to start by saying I apologize if I ever, you know, I mm-hmm. have this show coming out. I'm seeing a lot of comments about like, I grew up with this person. I, people come out the damn woodworks. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm sure I must have treated someone not so nice and whatever. So I apologize if I ever made someone feel bad or if I ever felt that. It was only coming from insecurity and I was just trying to fit in. Of and I, course. And I'm sure, but I've never said that, you know? I just have only talked about how I felt because right. I really was like, I, I grew up with some fucked up people. And, you know, I feel bad saying this, but there's one specific person she follows me. I'm sure she'll see this, but I don't care about Like, like my best friend and we went to Paul the six together and she totally ditched me and I'll never forget that. And I want to just make that clear and that could cause some drama, but <laughs> she really <laughs> fucked me over because we went to the school together and she left me and then everyone started making fun of me and I just, you know, um, and just fuck all the guys that have come to my DMs. Like, I'm still nice to you right now, but this is my on the record moment to say I still fucking hate you. And <laughs> you really tried to ruin my life, but look at me now. Ha ha ha. Like, you know, I wish everyone the best, but I'm so happy now. And thank you for shitting all over me and trying to ruin me because you didn't and you only made me stronger. And those times that I felt like I wanted to kill myself or jump off a bridge and like I didn't want to be in the world anymore because I had a lot of those low moments that you guys caused. You know, I'm not promoting your friend's water company. (laughs) I'm not promoting your new company that you're trying to get off the ground in Reston, Virginia. Amy. Um, I will never post your products and this might sound a little br- a little brutal but I'm never doing it so you fucked up so maybe this reminds people now I that love, might be I love that now saying I will never post your products I will never post your product that is a fucking threat that's on God on period and that's on period and to the girl that's doing this cooking channel that went to my high school that used to call me a faggot in the hallways I'm never reposting your shit as much as you've tried to kiss my ass and comment on all my photos and tell me how proud you are of me. You're you're staying at 32K on TikTok and you're never growing. You're done. You're done. And you're, you're, done. you're never getting a retweet from me, Haney. Um, <laughs> but thank you to all those people because you made me who I am and all the shit you put me through. Like, you know, 
look at me now and I still wish everyone the best because that's who I am. Um, but I'm never going to be a vehicle to help you. So for anyone that's bullying people, so for all the bullies that are listening to this right yes, now, go, you go should off. you never know who's going to be fucking, you're going to need to lean on to be posting your new products or you know, bringing <laughs> you to a cool event or wanting to plug you. So be nice to everyone. You know, you know, my mom gave me some really great advice. You never know who anyone is or who anyone is going to be. Period. So That's why just be nice don't to everybody. Be a cunt, don't be you a know? cunt. And That's honestly, a, the best piece of advice I think that anyone could take is like, that's so, such a vehicle of things I think I messed up with, even like in high school. Now I keep that in my mind all the time. Like, some people are like, oh, that person's not nice because of who they are. You don't know. If you don't know someone, just be nice to everyone. It surprises me in LA how many people are just bitchy off the bat before they know anything about anyone. Yeah. Like, for what? <laughs> I also think like, in LA, you definitely feel the celebrity hierarchy complex more than like Ugh. other cities. And sometimes I think it's so funny because it's like you can be out and someone can be a cunt to someone that I'm with. And if that person is doing something interesting and cool, and even if you're not, the point is no one knows who the fuck anyone is. Exactly. And no and one's better than anyone. It's like. embarrassing. It's embarrassing behavior. It makes me embarrassed for people that do that so flippantly and so publicly. I'm like, I'm just like, ew. Ew, it's such a turnoff. And then, you know, even switching it to the different narrative for me, it's like, I'm going to be honest here and put myself in a vulnerable position. Sometimes it makes me feel insecure because I still have that high school insecurity that I've still lingers nowadays so when when these like people who i'm who i'm around in the industry treat me like shit i'm like am i not cool enough like do i and that's no, so but, sad but, uh, joey i feel that way all the time like i have lingering high school shit middle school shit like Same. these things high school is such a formative time it's like when we're like setting in our little like jello molds you know but we're like not fully hardened yet to pop out yeah and then when we do pop I out we're analogy. like that, thank you i think that's a good analogy it's a really good analogy i've never heard that in a my little life jello mold. But it feels and, then, great. and then you pop out and then you're like wait i still have little bits of this left in me i my biggest thing that I struggle with in my adult life, specifically as it pertains to business, is a feeling of being not cool enough. Like, I'll literally have moments of being like, am I not cool enough? Did I fuck up? Am I irrelevant? Am I like this and that? And they're all the same exact feelings that I felt in adolescence in high school. Me too. I'm still working. It's like the superiority complex. Like, I'm still, or like the, what's the other thing called? What's it called? inferiority no Inf there's an inferiority complex and i guess probably a superiority complex as well same shit you guys know what i mean but like <laughs> you know i still get that i mean especially doing the show like i'm in a whole different space right now than i even was like a few months ago before filming the show because like this i just have been in it's kind of like going back to high school for real because now i'm like holy shit all the things i thought i really worked on and like my insecurities and stuff like they really come out and i'm really like working on them now again because I realized like the jello whatever now your jello mold my jello mold is that <laughs> your jello mold is not setting it, it's not setting bitch <laughs> yeah. I'm like set 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 yeah. set set like the oven's not on yeah does jello go in the oven it goes in the fridge hon the, the, the fridge <laughs> the fridge is busted in this case that viking didn't turn on that sub-zero yeah the sub-zero was not plugged in so like you know like things like that like I'm just like holy shit here we are back in high school I know you're trying to put the jello mold back in the fridge I'm trying to I gotta plug it in We are, and you know what we need to keep our molds plugged in honestly at all times at all 
times to keep your fucking mold. Keep your keep fucking your, mold plugged keep in. Keep your mold plugged in so you can fucking form, bitch. <laughs> um, do we have a classmates corner? We do. Um, we get a little uh, a listeners write in and we get to hear their grievances from high school as they talk to us as their guidance counselor. I love, I love. Okay, so this is from Kira. Kira says, hi, Greta. Obsessed with a pod and with high school trauma. So thank you for your work. I want to say fuck you to the girls in my high school that started the Gossip Girl style Twitter account to talk shit about people in my class and then spread the rumor that I was the one who started it. (gasps) These girls wrote the most vile shit about other girls in my class being sluts, losers, ugly, etc., including some of my friends. There weren't any tweets about me, which I'm guessing was on purpose, because they then started the rumor that I was behind the Twitter account, and my friends confronted me about it, believing the rumor. I ended up sobbing to my English teacher about it during lunch. We oh. love an English teacher. They're always the most supportive and tender. <laughs> I know why. The English teacher's always the best. Yeah. The Holy whole ordeal shit. convinced me that no one in my high school was a good person, and I don't talk to anyone from my high school anymore because of it. The end. Okay. Wow. There's a lot to unpack there. That's traumatic. That is so fucked up. That's like my biggest fear is that when people, like, you know, when you're watching a movie and like the person is like making the other person look bad and you know they didn't really do it yes. as like a viewer, like I can't watch those types of things because they make me like crawl out of my skin. I just want to be like, that's not true. Don't believe her because she's the one that did it. Like, that's how I feel hearing that because I'm like, holy shit. Like, that is like some real hatred. There's a special place for that person. Those that's like a very, I'm sorry, like girl. Not to be gendered, but girls can be fucking vile. They they can be. They're vile. And I think that like, you know, we do it. Girls are just like inherently way smarter than specifically straight men. And I think that we almost do it as a way to like push our intellect and like our boundaries to like almost see what fucking hell we can get away with is that what it is i never realized i'm like some girls can be no offense i'm in a room of girls but some girls can be fucking evil and i'm like for what i think a lot of girls be friends i mean tevi let me like maybe if, if you'll agree with me here i think that girls can have a tendency of getting really bored and i think in their yes. in their boredom because once again, we are smarter and more dynamic. I think that we will get bored or quicker. Like, I remember being around like my straight boyfriends or like whatever, like, Ugh, okay, like you entertain me for like an hour. And then like, who do I want to hang out with? Like fun people that are like more interesting. And I think it can lead girls to do like crazy shit yeah and i think it's also like a you you are mimicking things you're either seeing on tv or movies or older girls yes because like i had girls who were older than me that were like not nice and then i wasn't like a bully but maybe i would have mimicked if someone was mean to me like that behavior as a defense also to your point like i remember watching like cruel intentions for example and at the end when uh sarah michelle geller's character spoiler alert (laughs) gets exposed (laughs) for being a cokehead and like all this terrible shit and like i love i just like the high drama i think is so luring across the board for we talk about it a lot in Ryan O'Connell's episode of like the high drama and you want to almost recreate that for yourself. And yeah. I do think that girls specifically can get super fucking sinister 
and sinister characters for sure bitch. and like just to like do fucked up shit and it's not even really about the person that they're doing it to it's just like the like act of it's yeah like entertainment for them which is like the sick part they choose some sally o'hara from some school that's like just minding her own damn exactly. business in english class next thing you know she's starting to twitter against the whole school exactly oh my god well girl I love you, and I'm sorry you went through that. But you know what? I'm sure I'm making you fucking stronger yeah. now. And also, the- if this, if our classmate were to reach out to this group of girls now and be like, "Why did you do this?" I guarantee you, they would have no idea why. Oh my god, they would literally be like so apologetic, and they would be like, "I feel so bad." I mean, even if they didn't reach out, they should have reached out already and said, "Because that's such a horrible, vile thing to do." So hopefully, they see this or something and fucking listen, like. They should have reached out to me anyway. And if they don't, fuck them because they made you a better person. Because I do agree. I do think, unfortunately, sometimes you're put in positions that are really shitty like that. And you're like the point of like a lot of fucked up things in your life because you're meant to handle it. And they do kind of make you a better person. And it's fucked up because it's like, oh, my God, that was probably the worst thing I'm sure anyone could have dealt with. When you're a teenager, it's just put under a microscope. Exactly. Because like everything when you're a teenager is the end of the fucking world. No matter what. I'm like, I think about it some days, like now we're like adults and we're like doing real life and I'm like, oh my God, all the things that I thought in high school that were like the end of the world. I'm like, one, some days I wish I could just go back. No bills. I know. Nothing. We didn't worry about shit. I'm like, this is wonderful. I, I laughed to myself. Like, here I am, jeans, Boots. Come on, boots. Turtleneck. Come on, turtle boots. (laughs) And I think about like my mom when she was my age. My mom was fully like working in the government in a fucking little power suit and like stockings and like heels every day. Oh, that's giving. And I'm like, oh, like that in my mind was like being a grown up was being an adult. I still feel like I'm 17. Me too. You know? I was just about to say that. I really feel the same way. And I'm like, when does it get, like, do you think, like, our parents, like, you know, your mom walking in the government, with the thing, do you think she still felt like a 17? Like, no, I I'm think like, my mom was always, I think my mom was perpetually, like, I am boss. And an adult and boss, <laughs> you know? bitch. But you have the boss mentality, too, for sure. I but do. I, but I still feel like I'm, like, a 17-year-old, like, living in Virginia, driving my little Volkswagen Passat. Oh, I love a Passat. Did it I smell like crayons? Because I have noticed I a tendency a in Volkswagens smell. that they all sleep, always smell like crayons. If Volkswagens have a have a Volkswagen sense. smell like crayons. If you drive a Volkswagen, Volkswagen, are you saying crayons? Crayons. Oh, I don't know what a crayons are. Do you crayons. Guys have a what do you mean? You know what a crayon is? Crayon. Yes. Crayons. Do we have a box of crayons? Because I need to like a refresh. So Volkswagens have Wait, a sense. sense. Hold on. I think you and I have this. Well, we grew up so close to each other that I think we have the same accent when we say crayons. We, crayons. It's crayon. crayon. It's a crayon. Crayon. It's not a crayon, bitch. It's not a crayon, bitch. bitch. <laughs> yeah, we're not in France. We're, we're not, it's a crayon. <laughs> crayon? It's not crayon, bitch. <laughs> that was not my duolingo. Yeah, Tevi is like, can I have that crayon? Wait, how do you say pillow? Pillow. 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 How do you say milk? Milk. How do I say milk? Milk. I say milk. What do you mean milk? Like milk. Milk. Like M-E-L-K. <laughs> He's saying it with an E. I say milk. I say milk. How do you say drawer? Drawer. Don't say draw. I say drawer. Okay. My Brian's mom- like, can you open the draw? I'm like, you gotta just say drawer. My sister like got married to a Canadian, not anymore. And he used to say, <laughs> he used to say 
Um, now my sister's picked up. She's like, can you call mom? Could you like, can you give me some water? I'm like, just water. fucking say water, bitch. We grew up in the same house. Drama, <laughs> pasta. Oh, don't. Oh, I know. Sorry. I Drop love it. But it's just not. <laughs> For my sister, I'm like, you don't have this accent. Like we grew up together. Go back to Nova. Go back to Nova. Go to community college. <laughs> I don't know why I just rubbed the microphone as if, <laughs> as if she went to Nova Community College. Did you go to prom? I didn't go to oh, prom. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Before I ask this question, I have to I have to ask. If you could go back in time and give your high school self any advice, what would it be? If I could go back in time and give my high school self any advice, I think it would have to be just be yourself and, like, don't care about what everyone's talking about. And, you know, if you want to wear the fucking American, but get a, maybe get a like GQ magazine or something too, like <laughs> look a little bit better. And, but don't let anyone like deter you from your dreams and make sure that you keep that head. But also, most importantly, I'm proud of you because you, you kept the belief in yourself, even if it was a little fake at times. Like you really faked it till you made it. And guess what, bitch? You made it. So I'm proud of you. But don't let anyone deter and be yourself 100% and fuck the haters. There you go. And if you got haters, you're doing something right, Joey. Remember that. That's true. Yeah. Um, did you go to your high school prom? I didn't go to my high school prom. I don't really know why, but I think I was like in D.C. that night. I was like very in the D.C. gay world. Yeah. Like high school and me were not. I had separated by the time prom came around. Like I wasn't going to high school parties. I wasn't really friends with anyone. I had my whole other D.C. crew. Yeah. So it kind of wasn't in the books. I just didn't feel comfortable. It wasn't a, in the books. It wasn't in the books. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't pencil it in that day. Yeah. So I was very busy in D.C. And like I was also starting to go to New York every weekend on the mega bus mm. for 20 bucks. Like so I think me and Eric were like in going to New York that weekend or something. So where would you stay? We would just like get hotels because his mom worked for like Marriott right. or whatever. So like we would just get all these sick hotel rooms. Like, and then he graduated college earlier or high school. high school. He like early. left. He went right to New York. Yeah. So senior year, he was in New York. Right. So I was like going to New York a lot. So I didn't have time for it, but I went to homecoming the year before and that sufficed. And I kind of like, I saw what I needed to see. Yeah. And I moved on. Yeah. So it's very lame. Yeah, it was lame. I was also built like a bus driver then. So <laughs> I, I didn't want to be in a suit and like, yeah, yeah, I got it. So I needed to just like do my own thing, but I was happy with my decision. And I think I had, I probably went to like, you know, one Oak that weekend and had a great time. That's so funny. Or the top of the standard, LeBain. I love when people make the decision to hang up their teenage coat early and jump head first. That's exactly into, what I did. you know, high school parties? No, no, no. Table at One Oak? Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. like coming back to high school with those stories is just unmatched. Well, because people then you're like, back there and you're like, oh, this is so pedestrian it was just yeah. pedestrian it was giving yeah. like no and like people were like we went to donna's this weekend and had smeared up i was like i was like, in new york at one and i was smoking a joint with rihanna that was a true story i was like that was my weekend and they're like we were at donna's i'm like i'm not going to donna's this weekend you're like fuck donna fuck donna yeah bitch go back to english class yeah i also had this thing senior year where it was called co-op so, like, I had a job, but I was working at Palm Beach 10, like, three days a week. So, I would get to leave. I only went to school till noon. Every, every day. day. So, like, I, like senior year was a fucking breeze. So, like, Thursday, I would, like, be out of there on the mega bus to New York. 
I have very unique experience. I hung up that little old Navy high school trench very early. You did you go to college? I went to VCU. Right. I went to VCU and I did. I was like, I'm going to be in fashion. I was like, I don't want to be in fashion. I did broadcast journalism with a minor in business and graduated a semester early and drove my ass right to New York. Did you like VCU? I loved VCU because I think it was like very, such a difference than like my high school experience because high school was very more conservative. VCU is is like Richmond, Virginia. Got it. VCU is like three hours away, which is like close enough. It was very grungy, lots of gays, very queer. Like I really felt like I could be myself there. And that's where I opened up. Like Joey Z 2.0 was unleashed in Richmond, Virginia. And I just felt like cool there. Like for once, I felt like. VCU stands for Virginia Commonwealth University for those of you that are wondering. Thank you. And it was a very, (laughs) it's a very prominent art school to this day. It's like the number one. I didn't go there for art because I didn't get into the art program. But but I got into the normal people shit. And, you know, I had a great high school. I had a great college experience. Like, it was such an opposite for me than high school. I felt comfortable. People were weird and cool, just like me. So it was like, you know, part of me was like, do I want to go? In high school, everyone's like going like George Mason or James Madison University and like Georgetown, like George Washington University and like UVA. UVA. Like, I was like, are those the, I kind of wanted to go there. But I also what knew I needed to go to a school that was like alternative and like yeah. would accept Joey for being Joey. There you go. And VCU did. It was like amazing. Um, and my last question of the podcast is, did you have a senior superlative? Okay. This is a very, I, we need to talk about this because I have some like, you know, grievances. Yes. Um, I think his name was like Daniel Murphy or something. So like our school, I wasn't. I was like not well known until I came out of the closet and then I was like the head of DECA and the head of the fashion show. So people knew me. So I was very like fashionable, but I was like, I need to get best dressed singers a pearl of like, no matter what, I'm not going out of high school without a bang. Yeah. And there was this guy who would like, well, I remember I was so hung up on, he wore this like, he wore these outfits of like this wolf t-shirt. So I was like, this wolf t-shirt wearing motherfucker was my rival. So it was, we were up against each other. Would he only wear wolf t-shirts? All the time. They were like from Pakistan, which like no shade. So, I mean, meanwhile, I was wearing God knows fucking what. I had the worst style, but I thought it was like, it was gay and it was like out there. So yes. he won. And I was so bummed her the day he won. He won. He was like this straight guy. There was like so much drama surrounding it. People were like, Dan- Daniel Stetner was his name. They're like, Daniel Stetner won, like the singer superlative, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe I didn't win. And I was you so robbed. And I didn't care about any, you have to realize like, any extracurricular, any school stuff, I did not care about except for this. I was robbed, and Completely I was like, There's, robbed. I was because he was like, he also like I'd known him since like second grade, and he oh. never had any style, and like it was so awful to lose to you him. You say I've known this man since the second fucking grade. Yeah, and I was like, we could have at least on a tie, but yeah. that was the moment that I really hung up that coat. Bitch. Well, you're like, it's 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 homophobic. It's, it's homophobic. It's over. It's done with. And I'm leaving. Yeah. And I fucking left, bitch. And you never looked back. I packed up my Passat and I bounced out and I never looked back. <laughs> and look at me and now. And I will never promote your product online. And I will never. And Daniel never... Center, if you have a fashion design line <laughs> yeah. now, I will never be posting a story with a swipe up link. Period. <laughs> you're not getting a swipe up. <laughs> Joey, it's always such a treat talking with you. I love you. I mean, this is amazing. Thank you for having me. You bring such light to my life. You bring a lot of light to my life too. You really make mm. me feel. You know, like what I always say is like, 
you always want to surround yourself with people that you like leave feeling good. Like yeah. you leave hanging out with something, you just feel inspired, amazing, and that's you for me. Oh. So I love and you. And that's you for me. Where can all my little classmates uh find you and follow you? Also, you have an exciting show coming out, I think this week, right? Yes. This week. Of the well, the week that this comes out will be the week that the show comes out. Yeah. So um Joey's at Joey Zazig on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. And my new show is called The Real Friends of WeHo, premiering January 20th on MTV, right after RuPaul's Drag Race at 8, 9 Central. I'm really excited about it. Listen, you're going to see Raw Joey. And I Ooh, guys, we love Raw Joey. It's Raw motherfucking Joey. And a side of myself that you've never seen. I think you've kind of seen this because you know me really well. So it's that side that a lot of people haven't seen. So I'm excited for it. I hope everyone tunes in. The world of Joey Z. Period. It's my day-to-day life. And I hope that everyone loves it as they much will. as I do. I'm really they proud will. of it. And let, let me, haters are going to hate. There's a lot of drama. Haters will say it's photoshopped, honey. Haters will say it's photoshopped. Haters will say it's scripted. When you put six gay guys together, no script needed. I'll leave it at that. There you go. Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Uh, I love thank you. you. And thank you all for listening to my podcast. Um, please write to us at classmates. Well, no, sorry. Write to us at seniorsuperlativespod at gmail.com with the subject line classmates corner. I love hearing from you. You make me feel like this is all worth it. Bottoms um, up. Bottoms up. Up. But, but <laughs> Let me say it up. Wait, can we do it? <laughs> Um, can I get that Henny? Can I get that Coke? Can I get that Henny? Can I get that Margarita on the Rob Rob Rocks? Can I get salt all around that rim 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 tray? Hey, Trey. Can you please pass me the bottle? Of rosé. Okay. <laughs> Love it. Thank you. Stay cool. Never change. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.